When I was a kid, I used to love flying on airplanes. It didn't happen all that often, but when it did, it was really a special experience. And other than the smoking and non-smoking sections, which in hindsight was crazy, row 12 could smoke, but row 11 couldn't, the meals that they would give you were legitimate meals. And it didn't matter how far you were traveling. It didn't matter if you were economy or first class. You got decent food. Now, if you're lucky, you get a tiny little bag of pretzels or a snack mix or biscotti cookies during your four-hour flight. And that little snack mix bag is barely an ounce. It's like 0.75 ounces. There's three tiny pretzels and one Chex Mix Square. But that sustenance is going to get you through the flight. One time, the flight attendant gave me two bags, and I thought I'd hit the jackpot. I'm going to eat one on the flight because I don't want to fill up. And then when I get on the ground, I'll eat the other one. So once I landed, I got to my rental car and I broke out that extra bag of snack mix and somehow it felt smaller. It was a sad little bag being opened by a sad little man. I should have gone for the biscotti cookies. Hello and welcome to another episode of Apocalypse. The thing that I've really enjoyed about having a podcast is that I've had the opportunity to reconnect with people from my past. You know, I just put out there on my social media that I have a podcast and friends, if you have a podcast that you love, come on the show and we'll talk about it. And Jen Phillips reached out to me, Jen Shelton, I should say, Jen Phillips, Phillips is her maiden name, and we knew each other in the 90s. And we haven't seen or talked to each other in a long time. And it was a great catch-up session. Even before I pressed record on the podcast, we caught up a little bit. It was fun to see her and hear about her life. And she's got a lot of spirit, a lot of spunk. She loves nostalgia, especially for the 90s. And the podcast that she talks about is perfect for that very feeling that you want to get. If you want to reminisce about 90s music and remember exactly where you were when you heard a certain song... We have a podcast for you. So enough of this chatter. Our guest is ready to begin the interview, so let's get to it. It's been, uh, I don't know, two and a half decades since I saw you? For sure. It's got to be like, one. yeah, it's got to be. And now here we are, you in your closet, me at my home <laughs> yeah. office, talking about podcasts. What a crazy world. Absolutely. And you, are down, you were down in Cincinnati. Yes. You've been in Cincinnati how long? 20, what are we at? I'm, this will be my 23rd year. This summer I'll be 23 years I've been here. 23 years in Cincinnati? Yes. So That's... for people for people listening that have never <laughs> been to Cincinnati, what do they need to know? I love this town. I will say I had the opportunity to move back to Indianapolis um, and I chose no. This city it has a lot of history and every it has um i think the the city itself has 52 little towns yep, in right. it and each town has its own tradition its own little shops its own you know festivals there's i mean there's something i still have not visited every part of the city and done all of the things there's just so much here it never gets old and they're always improving i love this city a lot i think it's a hidden gem and then you've got 
you know, the south side of the city, northern Kentucky. And so it's a lot yeah. of fun over there, too. Right. Um, yeah, no, I love it here. Every time I visit, I'm amazed because you're right. Every neighborhood has its own different feel. Mm-hmm. It's got its own culture. And I yep. love the drive coming in from Kentucky. Yeah. You go over the river and you see the whole city in front of you. Yes. Do you go over that way? No, you nah, shouldn't. I mean, I've been over that. Like if I've come back from Lexington. Oh, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Right absolutely. now. So you love the Bengals. Do you love the Reds as much as you love the Bengals? I would say that I love the Bengals more. I'm more invested, but I do love the Reds. I mean, I didn't grow up with a baseball team, so I'm not as fanatic. I wasn't around for the big red machine. I don't know all yep. of the history of the Reds. But yeah, I do like the Reds. I'm interested. They're a lot of fun. But uh, no, definitely more into the Bengals than the Reds. Now, here's the question, though, because you are not Ohio by birth, but you claim it as your own now. Do you follow the Ohio State University? No, no, no. I really do. It's so it's a lot. Their, Their fans are a lot. The Ohio State is a lot. I didn't even grow up in Big Ten, so it, I rather root for. There's other Big Ten teams I would rather root for. It's just it's a lot. Yeah. Plus, Cincinnati has UC, that's typically pretty competitive. So it's it's more fun to follow UC than you know the overwhelming the Ohio State. Now, I do love their band. They have an incredible marching band, yeah. and I love watching them. But other than that, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you have a you have a history of not marching but dancing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about that. Is that something that started in high school? Uh middle school. Middle school. <laughs> okay. Part of the I dance was... club or cheer team, or what was it called? They had a real dance team. We were the Falconettes. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> we were the Falconettes, and then we were the Pantherettes when I went to high school. Uh-huh. And then I was a cardet when I went to college. <laughs> I didn't know that Ball State was called cardets. Yeah, because of the Cardinals. Right. The team oh, is the team is no longer there. But um, but yeah, I was a cardet, and then now I have found dance all over again, which I'm super excited about. And um, there's a team here. There's actually a couple dance teams. I didn't know this either. There's a couple dance teams here in Cincinnati. And I am part of Dance Flash Fusion and we do parades. We're just, that's kind of our, and we do, I did a bat mitzvah. We did a Whoa. <laughs> a pop-up at a, yeah, 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 like a flash mob at a bat mitzvah. Um, we do Wait, how flash many people mobs. are on this? How many people are on the dance team that came into the bat mitzvah? <laughs> that, for that event, we were under 20. We had a small group for that event, but um, they loved it. I mean- nope. What song did you was, come into? Um, we did, uh, what's the, it's by. Um, Please don't say Hava Nagila, like a hip hop no. version of that. <laughs> no, it was like a Black Eyed Peas song. I don't think that it caught that we were a flash mob, like, yeah. because then everybody joined in and tried to do the routine we were doing. So then everybody was part of yeah. the show. But it, All grandmas yeah, off of- the dance floor, please. They were in with their sparkly boots to match their sparkly dresses. It was amazing. We had a great time. Uh, so yeah, that's great because uh, listeners, you can't see behind Jen right now, but she has an outfit that she wears hanging in her closet. Um, it's like a German theme, right? Yeah. Like a beer fest sort of 
Yeah. yeah. Well, our next, so for example, our next big parade will be Red's opening day parade. And we will have about 40 of us that will dance for that parade. And that's, and we dress up as League of Their Own. So all of us will be Fun. like in the League of Their Own. Yeah, it's really cool. Excellent. So you do love to perform, which makes yeah. sense because of the career that you chose, because you're kind of performing every day, aren't I you? Do. So I do you are in, every day. You are in education. Yes. Right? What do you 25 years? 25 years. So what yeah. do you love most about education? And then also what has changed the most since you began oh, and where we are now? That what has changed everything. Um, mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't even look like the same profession I first got into, but I, the thing I love the most about teaching is that every single student has a need. I mean, some needs are bigger than others. Um, some, some kids, they just need a high hello hug in the morning. Some kids need help with fractions. Some kids need help, you know, getting a coat for the winter, mm-hmm. but every student has a need. And I love being that person. That's like smiling face. What do you need? I can, I've got you, I've got your back, I can help you out. And that has, that has not ever changed. I mean, that has been the same and it's my, it is, it's the favorite, best part of my job is to say, I'm here. I got you. What do you need? Yeah. It does it drive you nuts when people say, just teach, you know what? All I need you to do is teach my kids their ABCs and their numbers and you're wiping noses. You're breaking up fights, you know, you're clothing kids, you're feeding kids. If only you could just teach them. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and, but that's fine though. I mean, I make time in my day to make sure that we've got some personal conversations before we even get to the academic stuff. I've learned my lesson. You know, if you're not meeting the needs first, you're not ever going to get to the, just teach my kid part. So, right. So, yeah. So we're on the other side of COVID supposedly. Um, what, uh, what's life like now post COVID? Instead of pre-COVID, it's Um, back to normal. It, I mean, it is, I think that there was any part of education that had cracks in it. Those have now opened wide open. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Those have all been exposed, but uh, yes, the daily can be normal. There, there is some normalcy, there's routine, there's structure. We're back to that. I think that was the hardest part is that you had students that didn't have structure for two years that was that's the hardest part and some of the kids crave structure a lot of my students may not have structure at home you know but when they come to us they know what they're getting and so that's back to normal and I appreciate that I imagine there must have been a lot of pressure on second grade teachers Mm. so here their kindergartners were at home their first graders were at home and now they're coming to class and they just don't know how to behave in a setting like that, right? Was it hard It's for wild them? that you say that. So second grade is pretty back on track because they don't know what they missed. Third grade left mid-kindergarten year. And that's that's the group that had the biggest catch-up, I guess is the way to say it. So, mm-hmm. but you see, so like that would be the academic side hard, but then you have behaviors. So like you've got fifth, sixth grade that, the time that they were home was when they would be learning, you know, how to socialize with one another, what's acceptable conversations with each other. They missed a lot of that. And that part's hard because they're still, they don't know that they're not interacting correctly. So that's increased some behaviors in the upper grades too. Yeah. So. 
What and I led- work with all grades. I should say that I work with, I used to be in the classroom with middle schoolers for 20 years. I did sixth, seventh, eighth grade, but now I work with kindergarten through fifth. So I get to see all the things and all the grade levels, yeah. the good, the bad, the expect, you know, the, the best part. So now most teachers have a favorite teacher that they had in school that inspired them oh, yeah. and, and, and sparked your interest in maybe teaching as a profession, as a profession. Who was that for you? And what grade was that? Um, I would say originally in middle school, it was Miss Poteet was her name. She has since passed away. I've looked her up. Um, and then later on, and you probably remember this because we went to the same high school. Yeah. Um, we had a we had a set of classes that were called Learning Unlimited sure. classes. And my teachers that were in there were some of my favorite teachers. So, and they really gave me the opportunity to actually be out in the community and work with students. And that was when I got to college, I changed my major and I was like, nope, I want to go back and be in the classroom. Yeah. So I would say my learning unlimited. And learning unlimited in our high school here in Indianapolis was kind of like a college feel for high school. It gave you a little bit more freedom, right? Yeah. You you wrote more papers. It was more communal. Um, It was kind of college and training. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I was ready to be independent at that point. So that was, that was the best part about it. So when you think about teaching, what is your favorite film about teaching? Are we talking Mr. Holland's Uh, Opus? Are we talking Lean on Me? Maybe Fist Fight? That seems more up your alley. Hilarious. (laughs) That one's right up there. I love that one. I love what's the one with uh, Justin Timberlake and uh, Cameron Diaz. That was a good one. I, oh, I can only think of Bad it. Teacher. It wasn't she was in Bad Teacher, wasn't she? I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I think yeah. that one was pretty. That was pretty hilarious. But no, like the ones that really, um, oh god, what's the one that's got the Coolio song in it? The writers, oh, um, Michelle Pfeiffer, starring in. There was that one. We're there was to, the one that. On. Wait, that's gonna have to come oh, to us. Wait, wait so, I have okay, this thing in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Look Let's, it up. Uh, hold on. I'm going to go on Google here. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Teaching movie. Okay. And it says yeah. Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. I think there's parts of that that they really got it wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> you um, think? There's wait, who's the, ah, it's going to drive me crazy. I'm so bad at like in the instant. I'm one of those that will think of the answer an hour later. Um, what's the That's not even part of writers? our little game. Our little game. It, it might be. Really feel the pressure, Jen. So as a teacher, summers are precious, right? What are you going to do this summer? Hopefully spend some time at the beach. Um, and usually right there on I the like Ohio, that... the, the beach on the Ohio <laughs> River now? Yeah, it's gorgeous. No. Breathtaking. <laughs> uh, hopefully um, Orange Beach in Alabama. Yeah. It's really pretty. But um, no, I like to set, spend summer going and doing all the things around Cincinnati that I always say I'm going to go do. So um, we always go and visit the conservatory. We try and see the art museum. Um, but we do small local, you know, new restaurants that have opened up in the past year. We go visit all of those. So and I so like to who, spend my summers here. So who is we? You're married and with how many kids? I have two kids and I am married. Um, my husband is not a teacher, so he works through the whole summer. And then my daughter who is in high school, she's going to be 16 in May. Oh my gosh. Right. And I have a 12 year old. And 
So she'll have her driver's license. So I think this summer will look a lot different, but it used to be the three of us, myself, my daughter, and my son that would go and do all these little excursions all over the city. So, yeah. And in your life, you also listen to a lot of podcasts. I mean, I know you have got to have headphones in your ears all the time. How do you listen to them? How do you find time for all these podcasts that you listen to? I, so I have a, a, a nice commute to work each day. And that's when I listen to all of my podcasts. So is in my car driving. And that really happened during the pandemic. I was not a podcast person, but we were back to work when a lot of people weren't. So I really just needed to use my car time. And I, um, the daily was one of my sure. favorites that I, cause each day I got like updates on what the rest of the world was doing during COVID. And then I kind of got sucked into podcasts from there. So yep. either I'm usually like podcasts that are nostalgic, um, are big for me. If it's pop culture, um, and news, those are usually like my top three podcasts that all that are in my realm that pop up for me. Yep. Well, we are going to talk about one that is certainly nostalgic for you. And we're going to do so right after this short break. Podfulness. This episode of Podfulness is brought to you by The Half Smile. Not a real smile, but not a frown. Somewhere right in the middle. The kind of smile that says, I'm nice, but not nice nice. I'm friendly, but I'm keeping my distance. The kind of smile you get when you're in your car and you let someone cross the street? Not a toothy grin of thanks, just a half smile. Like when you're out walking the dog and you see neighbors on their porch, you wave, but you don't lift the corners of your mouth too high, just enough to create that half smile. Pass a stranger in a hotel hallway? Half smile. Enter the bank and see the security guard peering from around his magazine? Half smile. When you head to the mailbox as the postal carrier drives away, the wave and half smile. Friends get the entire smile. Minor characters in our lives get the half smile. And if you're lucky, a half head nod as well. And now, back to the show. 60 songs that explain the 90s. Yes. That is a podcast that you actually recommended to me. I have mm -hmm. listened to it, and that's the one we're going to talk about today. It sounds like it's a limited run, right? I mean, after 60 episodes, are they going to be done? No. No. We've already gone past 60 episodes. Oh, We're already past that. That's excellent. Okay. Yeah. And it's always songs about the 90s. So tell folks who are listening what this show is all about the vibe. All right. So 60 songs that describe the 90. It did start off during COVID time. Um, the, the host is Rob Harvella, who is a senior music critic for the ringer. Um, so I don't know if you follow any of the ringer, but this is a podcast put out by them. And he really takes a deep dive into the songs that he picks. Um, early episodes were pretty short. Um, mm -hmm. The format of each episode is he has a monologue, which I like to say his monologues sometimes then go into a rant. And then at the end <laughs> of the rant, he goes into a type of appreciation. I think you have to hear his voice and his dry humor. You've listened to some now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. He, uh, he is a sarcastic one. Yeah. Sure. And it's, 
he sucks you in. Yeah, it is. He's his wit is incredible. His vocabulary is off the charts, and the connections that he makes between songs and what was going on at that time, I appreciate. I appreciate that he goes back and does the work of interviews with whatever the artist was. He'll be like, in a 1993 interview, the artist once said, so he'll go back and do the research of what these artists have already said about their history or the song or how they came together. He usually does um, a history of, if it's a band or an artist, how Mm -hmm. did they get to where they were? Um, Like the Bonnie Raitt episode, if you've not. I've not heard that one yet. It's so good. And I had no idea. I mean, I knew she was older in her career when she had a top song in the 90s. But to know her history and where she came from, I was completely I didn't think that would be one of my favorite episodes, but it definitely is. So, yeah. Well, his delivery reminds me a lot of John Mulaney. So, oh, okay. the stand up comedian and he's just so dry, but it's so witty. So he kind of reminds me of that. So it on the episode that I listened to he had to put a lot of work into the research. I mean, I don't know how much time he's spending on these episodes, but he's packing a lot into that hour. Absolutely. There is definitely a lot that he packs in there with his monologue, the research of the guests that he gets. Um, So he does have guests on the show because I didn't hear a guest in the episode. So he'll do monologue, rant, appreciation, and then he will break and he comes back to a guest to then they talk about and break down that artist. Um, So like the last episode that they closed with, um, he was doing um, De La Soul and they had I guess at the point De La Soul has not had all of their music out on streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, but then one of the members recently of De La Soul passed away right. and really they weren't completely, they didn't really hit in the nineties. They were right at the cusp, like eighties, late eighties, mm-hmm. but he made a point of that bringing in a guest that knew them and could really speak to who they were. So not all guests are as good, though. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, if you listen to the Dave Matthews Band episode, um, but even when it's not a good guest, you're sucked in because you want to like scream at the pod and be like, "No, that's not how it is." Uh, like the Dave Matthews guest, he had had never seen them live, and I'm like, "That's kind of part wow. of Dave Matthews." Yeah, like you can't really speak on Dave Matthews if you have never seen them live. So I was kind of like. Mm. Not the one for that episode. Because that's where the conversion happens, right? So I know people that are kind of like on the fence if they like Dave Matthews, they see him in concert and now they're following them around every summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They get converted that quickly. And a lot of his guests that he does have speak are music critics that he works with or has worked with. So that's pretty cool too. So they have a rich history to speak on things that maybe he, believe it or not, with as much as he packs in there, his guests, have even more to contribute to what he's speaking on. So that's pretty cool too. And did you know about Rob Hervella before you found this podcast? I did not. I I stumbled upon this podcast. I, like I said, I nostalgia podcast. It actually um, alumni from our high school has a podcast that I listen to frequently. We have notes with Abby Gardner. Okay. Um, But I think because I was listening to that, 
this one came up as a suggestion. And so I started scrolling. And I think at that point, he probably already had 30 or so episodes when I stumbled across it. And I was, I, I think I started with gin blossoms. And that's the cool part about this podcast is you just find a song that mm-hmm. you like, that meant something to you. And it's going to mean even more to you after you hear him speak about it. And he's still playing the music, right? You still hear the music he's talking about in the podcast or no? He does. So while he's in the monologue, he takes liberties with, you know, I think it's what, 10 seconds of a song they can play and not get charged, whatever. He takes good liberty to do that all the way throughout, whether it's a song he's talking about, whether it's songs that the artist had prior to that or after, or whether it's other artists at the time, like he did the whoop, there it is uh-huh. versus whoop, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> he probably spent like 25 minutes talking about the the, the finer differences. Between <laughs> the finer the detail. Yeah. And so he will play, you know, music from all around that time. Speaking of, you know, what was going on in that genre of music at the time, because that's the cool part about the 90s music that is hard to find now is there was so much there was so much in so many different genres in the 90s that you could like everything you could like rap and hip-hop you could like r&b you could like alternative grunge grunge. you could like pop music you know and it didn't matter it was because it was all out there i mean music was just like a feast during the nineties. And that's what makes this podcast pretty cool too. Yep. So I listened to the episode cause the episodes are labeled by the song, right? Yes. So I think yes, I listened yes, to yes. the Lisa Loeb stay. Oh I, yeah. Right. I really like that one. And it took him a while. It took him about 25 mm. minutes before yes. he actually mentioned Lisa Loeb's name. Right. So in the first five minutes, I'm thinking, oh, is he going to get to it? First 10, is he going to get to it? And then I was thinking, I don't care if he gets to it. I'm into what he's talking about. And then yeah, he eventually got to it. He's really crafted that. I don't, I think in the earlier episodes, he gets there a lot sooner. The monologues are shorter, but in the later episodes, he embraces that that's who he is. And I mean, it could take him 40 minutes to get to the song that he's going to be speaking about, but the buildup you're like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> it was fascinating. And then he went on this and then he was talking about Ethan Hawke because Ethan Hawke was yes. instrumental in Lisa Loeb getting a song on the reality bites soundtrack. And then he was just like, digging into Ethan Hawke yes. and it felt mean spirited, but in the same way, it wasn't, it was kind of cool. The way he did it. That's the rant. Yeah. Yeah. That's the rant part. And then I have to tell you, Jen, he was talking about all these songs that were written for Winona Ryder. Like yeah. people were obsessed with Winona Ryder after that movie. Yeah. And then my favorite one was by Matthew Sweet. And I thought, well, he's not going to mention that one. And then he started talking about Winona by Matthew Sweet. And I thought, I love this guy. Yeah, yeah that was great. My, Can I tell you my favorite part of the show? is that when he's talking about a song, you hear the cassette tape, that sound effect. Yes. Like, yeah. Going into the cassette uh, yeah, player and it playing. It totally feels like he's putting in the cassette tape. There's um, who, what was the episode? I think I wrote down. Oh, Pearl Jam. When he okay. does, he specifically, the buildup is B-side songs. And so it's even more effective that he's talking about the first song on the B side of a cassette, how important it was. And and then each time he puts that, it sounds, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's got to have that on a track and yeah, put it in editing, but it's, it's so yeah, it drives it home. I it's a it. deep dive for sure. So yeah, if you're into nineties nostalgia, especially music, it's perfect for you. So what about you during the nineties, Jen, what is the one song that best defines you during that 10 oh, year period? 
Oh, I wish. Or who I are had some of your favorite that. artists from the '90s um, that you would love for him to talk about that he hasn't talked about yet? He had well, so I do have guesses. He's gonna do. He's got thirty more that are coming up, and I would like to see him do um, live. He's not done live. Okay. That would be good. Um, Chris Isaacs, he has not done. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that would be a really good one. Um, Black Crows, he has not done Black Crows. Um, I don't know if you hit U2 because they lasted. Uh, yeah, right. They spanned so, so many long. decades. Yeah, yeah, but so I would love to see him hit U2. Soul Asylum, um, he hasn't hit them. But okay. like most of my favorites, and I think that's why I've stuck with it. Most of my favorites, he has hit. Like I... Not that I forgot about Depeche Mode because I could never forget about Depeche How Mode, but you, that right? was that was one of his last episodes as well. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Incredible. You yeah. know, I that he could connect to Depeche Mode in the same way he does some of these other bands, too. So is that really what good. keeps you coming back? The fact that you're yeah. kind of always learning something new and then yeah, being the reminded how good some of that music was. It's the core memories like he unlocks so many core memories for you. Like you were saying, like the Matthew Sweet moment. I mean, yep. he he goes from what was actually going on at that time to personally what was going on in his life. He he talks about, you know, driving around in the car with his um with his friends and what they were listening to in the car and how that takes him back. And so his personal anecdotes of who he was at that time you know, whether he was at OU and he was on the radio, because I guess OU um, had their own, what, college radio station. When you so say OU, about, are we talking about Ohio University? He's from Ohio. He's from Northern Ohio. Mm -hmm. He went to Ohio University and he talks about the, um, what was the last one? The there was some riot that happened at OU and he like, he's like, I'd like to say that it was all me on the radio that night, but it was not. And it's like a famous in history riot that took place at OU. But he's like, I was there during that time. But also, I didn't find out about it until I got off work. You know, so it's right. cute that he how he unlocks things for you because you're like, oh, yeah, I totally was doing this at the same time. I think I've calculated that he and I are probably about three years apart. So he'll speak about being in high school and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I was like, you know, my sophomore year of college or. Yeah. And that yeah. is 60 songs about the 90s. Yes. That's and it. I've, okay. I've listened to 68 <laughs> of the 90s. <laughs> I went back and checked just for today. Um, and he's going to end up doing 120. So he will actually double what he intended on doing. And then he said he's drawing the line. He's done. And do you he's think he'll move? He'll probably move to another project. I can't imagine him doing yeah. 60 songs about the 80s or the... Yeah. the 2010s or whatever he so, has said that he has said that something will be next he just doesn't know what it is he wants to finish this and finish it well okay so you obviously know a lot around 90s music and i'm <laughs> guess i'm guessing jen you know a lot about 90s tv maybe maybe but okay. do you know a lot about 90s tv music Ooh, i don't mm. know well, maybe we're about to find out in a game i'm calling sit come and get it Podfuls. oh my gosh okay i will play the opening two to three seconds of theme music from a 90s sitcom i knew you would be excited about this and then you have to tell me what show that song comes from so okay. five points for every correct guess the goal is to get at least 30 points there's gonna be eight songs okay okay 
Anything below 30, you get nothing. Anything above it gets you a brand new speedboat so you can cruise up and down the Ohio. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we got some really good prizes on this show. So here I'm we go. I'm glad that you've upped your game. There yeah, used yeah, yeah. to be we, no prizes. Yeah, we went from nothing to speedboats. I'm so in. There's been a huge infusion of money into the show. So, all right. So here we go, Jen. First two okay. or three seconds. What show does this come from? That's it. That's all you get. Um, it's a rare condition. I do. Da, da, da. Full house. Full house is incorrect. Oh, it was yes. family matters. Family matters. From 1989 to 1997. It's a rare condition this day and age. That was a really yeah. good guess. Maybe I'll have to give yeah, you a little bit was. more. Okay. So here is song yeah, number two. Sing it, it was. Okay. okay. I know that I'm wrong. Like I'm accepting it. Okay. Right, that's okay. Here is song <laughs> number two from this 90s sitcom. What is it? Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Frazier. Frazier is correct. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. White style. Excellent job, Jen. That and scores you I five points. Very good job. Okay, here we go. Song number three. What 90s sitcom does this come from? Martin! That's right, Martin! Martin! Okay, so that was from 92 to 97. Love Martin. Oh, that was a good one. You knew that one right away, Jen. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Song number four. Oh, you got five points for that. So let me write that down. Ten. Oh, All right, moving to song number four. Let's hope you can hear this one. Here we go. Uh, wait, hold on. It had Tim Taylor. Uh huh. And JTT. He was hot at the time. JTT. 91 to uh, 1999. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. He what talks to his neighbor. Show? I think his name is Wilson. Yeah, it is Wilson. And he fixes stuff. Fix it. Fitness. Not they fix live it, in a home like. and they improve things around the home. <laughs> I know that's like what it's called. Yes, it's called like home improvement. improvement. Yes. <laughs> home improvement. Okay. We're going to give you half credit for that. We're going to give you 15 points. Because I knew all the details. Oh, we've got five. We got four more to go through here. Here we go. Coming doing, in at I'm doing number, horrible. No, you're doing great. Doing here we go. Number five. Oh, here it goes. Oh, um, was it, oh, what's their show that they had? Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel, of course. <laughs> 96 to 2000. Everybody out there, go and tell your homeboys and homegirls, it's time for Keenan and Kel. There was, there was a show they were on before. Oh, all that. They were on all that before that. That's why I was questioning oh. which it was. No, but you got it. Because they were on a show with Amanda Bynes. They were like a, a, a troop. Oh, you know your yeah. Nick trivia for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, song number six. You're doing a great job. This one no. is just instrumental. Are you ready? Okay. Here we go. Okay. 
Oh my gosh. Here's here's what I rather say, because I can't think of the name of that one. I know, and I can even think of their name. Yes. Um, I didn't watch that one because I liked The Simpsons better and it was on before. That's then. right. It's right. Um, but I can't think of the name of it because it came on and that song would start and I would turn it off when that song started. <laughs> the song turned you off? You didn't like it? Song, I was Because what's his name? What's the dad's name? His voice. Uh, Hank, I couldn't do Hank his, Hill. Hank, Hank, Hank. Hank Hill. Over was, the, was it over the hill? Was that no? Was that's a great like attempt, that? though. King of the hill. King of the hill. King I knew it was the something hill. hill. From I, ninety-seven I to two thousand. I okay. couldn't do it. We're Didn't it come on after the Simpsons? I believe it did. Yes, eight thirty. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm good. Nope. Okay. Well, you still have a chance here. You still have two more songs to make it over thirty. All right. Here comes. Here comes number seven. We're gonna give this a try. No vocals on this one. Uh-oh. Just piano. Here we go. Oh, Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Okay, you nailed that one. That was on in the late 90s, but then they reprised that just recently. Okay, and then here's yeah. here's the last one. By the way, you okay. won the speedboat. Okay. Congratulations okay. on that. This last one is really, really challenging. And I'm going to give you a little clue. You had to have okay, HBO good. in order to know this song. I did have HBO, so Ooh, I hope they, I know it. So you're going to nail this. Here we go. It's another one I didn't watch, but I know it. Um, uh, Dave, what's his name? He was... Um, Dave Letterman. Not Dave Letterman. That okay. was different. Fair enough. I that do know real. him. Yeah. Um, no, what was his name? Shoot. I do Gary know. Shandling Gary Shandling was the star. Shandling. I didn't watch that one. No, it was called the Larry Sanders show. Larry Sanders. Yeah, I would not have got that one yeah. for sure. Not even with the music would I got that one. Live on tape from Hollywood, the Larry Sanders show. Tonight. Again, another one that I didn't watch. Like I didn't if there were a podcast about the Larry Sanders show, I would listen to that podcast. There, there's your next gig. Oh, Why don't you do that on the side? Yeah, I, I have the time for that. It's a great suggestion, Jen. You could be the co-host on that one. You can I talk about listen. every episode and you've never seen any of them. You can just make stuff up. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the show and making this fun. Oh my gosh, so much fun. I'm so happy to see you and reconnect with you. I've always had so much fun with you. You're one of my favorite people on the planet. So. Thank you, Jen. I this feel the excellent. same. Yeah. <laughs> thanks so much. Unbeknownst to you, we were having some technical difficulties during that game segment, but thanks to the wonders of editing, you are none the wiser. Jen was a trooper. She hung in there and she managed to do very well in that game and also did a great job sharing her thoughts and feelings on 60 songs about the 90s. So now you have another new podcast to check out. If you are a super fan of a particular podcast and you're always wondering, why aren't more people listening to this podcast? Because I love it so much. I enjoy it. It fills me up. Come on the show and share it with people. That's what we're here for. It's all about community and sharing what we love with others. Thank you very much for sharing your time with me. Please connect online at Instagram. That's Podfulness at Podfulness on Twitter. Also, we're on Facebook and uh, email. You can always reach me here at the show, potfulness at gmail.com. 
That wraps up another episode. I will see you next time on Podfulness. Podfulness.